I'm very excited. Welcome to the Bureau Podcast. This is episode number two, which is your guide to being alone but not lonely. I put like a little poll on my Instagram stories. I was asking you guys which podcast episode you guys want for number two. There were a few choices of productivity, being alone but not lonely, or being more confident and I guess we're going with how to spend time alone and not feel lonely today because I have so much to say about this topic. I don't really know my MBTI or MIBT. I think it's called MBTI. I don't really know my MBTI, but I'm definitely, definitely an extrovert. I love hanging out around people. I am one to hang out with my friends 24-7. I love company. I sort of hate being alone. And I have struggled with being alone but not lonely a lot. So, I mean, I can't say that I have mastered being alone because I haven't. But from someone who would rather have terrible company than have no company at all, I think that I have improved a lot on how to be alone and not lonely. And I have some tips for you. So buckle in, get a glass of water if you're not in the car right now and have a listen to this podcast. Okay, I used to hate being alone. I think that one of my worst fears about being alone was, first of all, it was too quiet. Like, I didn't like the silence. It felt scary. I was also scared of the dark. I was scared of, like, ghosts, vampires, you name it. And also, I was scared of having FOMO. I was scared that all my friends were, like, doing something cool or, like, doing something special or, like, with their boyfriends. And I was just, like, home alone and I was missing out on living a life and having a life. But... I just thought that I could just try to be with someone as like a friend or a lover or whatever. I just thought that I should always be with someone so then I would never feel alone. But that ended up being a terrible idea. I got hurt multiple times and I was not with people who genuinely liked me for who I was or I wasn't really with people who were that positive. So I can say that learning to be alone is a lesson that like it's something that we all have to learn. You need to love yourself and love your own company no matter what. No matter if you're married, if you're single, especially if you're single, especially if you're married as well. No matter how old you are, what gender you are, which however many friends you have or how close you and your family are, learning to be alone is something that is definitely, definitely needed. And I feel like the earlier you learn it, the earlier you are more free to do whatever the heck you want, to not settle for bad company, to not stay in toxic relationships, which might be something that we could touch on in another episode. Am I talking too fast? I don't know. Okay, anyways. I have a handy dandy little list on my phone. It says the pros of being alone. Okay, let me start to convince you. Number one pro of being alone is you do not need to talk to anyone if you don't feel like it. It's like sometimes if we are not alone and we don't want to talk, you know, like there's times where you're just thinking about stuff or you're just not really in the mood to talk. And if you're with people, then it's sort of like you do have this obligation to talk to them, especially if you're at like a family dinner table or something. You can't just sit there and be silent. But being alone is really good because if you really don't want to talk to anyone, then you can choose to not talk to anyone and you have the freedom to have some silence if you want it. 
Okay, another pro of being alone is listening to music. Like when I'm outside, if I'm like walking my dog alone, I can blast my favorite songs as loud as I want in my AirPods, of course, and I can choose to not give an F about anything. I can just be walking my dog and like listening to like Nicki Minaj and like rapping and nobody would say anything, or at least I hope not. But Let's say I was walking my dog with my parents. First of all, I love my parents, but if I was walking my dog with my parents, I would feel like I have to talk to them. I would feel like I have to lower my music a little bit or like play some more peaceful music so I don't end up rapping. I know that this sort of ties in with my first pro tip of being alone, that you don't need to talk to anyone if you don't feel like it, but I feel like listening to music is like on a whole other level. There are people who don't want to talk and there are people who just want to listen to music. I am a Gemini moon, so I am one of the most chattiest people you will ever meet and I would like to talk to someone 24-7, like I won't get bored of talking, but... I do need my time to listen to music. So being alone allows you to listen to music, play whatever song you want, and just like dance. Okay, another pro for being alone is that you can do things at your own pace. If you are eating and you're eating alone, you don't need to wait for everybody else to finish to leave the table. You don't need to eat faster because someone has to do the dishes today. You can eat at your own pace. You can watch a Netflix show. You can, you can pretty much do anything at your own pace. Let's say you are outside shopping, okay? If you are with a friend and you are a little bit bored, you're a little bit hungry, but your friend is trying on all of these amazing clothes, you have to help her decide which ones she wants. You can't really just leave her alone and get some food unless you're starving to death, of course. You have to match the pace of everyone else around you, somewhat or another. In group settings, you can't totally just do whatever you want at any time that you want. And I feel like one really good thing about being alone is that you can just decide when you want to start something or when you want to finish it. You can decide that this store is too boring. I don't want to shop here anymore. It's not my style. I'm going to go to the next store. You can decide that I don't want to shop right now. I want to get some food. You can even spontaneously decide that you don't want to do anything and you just want to go home all of a sudden. But if you are with your friends, you can't just suddenly drop them and go home because then nobody would want to be friends with you. Especially if you're hanging out one-on-one with someone and you're suddenly like, okay, I'm gonna go home. Like, if that was me and you were to say that to me, I would never hang out with you ever again because you're just suddenly leaving in the middle of our hangout. Like, I feel that being alone just gives you time and gives you the freedom to start or stop anything, anytime, and just go with your own pace, which is really, really, really lovely. Okay, last but not least, the last pro that I've written for being alone is that you can feel confident. And what I mean by this is that if you have this constant fear of being alone, like I said earlier, if you're very scared to be alone and you hate being alone more than anything, you will feel obligated to stay in toxic relationships just because they are with you. You will want to stay in toxic friendships even though these people probably hate you. You might choose to do things that you don't like with people that you don't like rather than being alone and actually being able to do whatever you want and get stuff done, if you know what I mean. The moment that you actually start to love being alone is the moment that you will have the courage to say no to meaningless friendships, toxic friendships, or toxic relationships. 
Because the moment that you no longer need something, the moment that you no longer need other people's company is the moment that you truly have the freedom to reject anyone that you want and set strong boundaries for anything that is making you uncomfortable because you no longer need them in your life. And I just think that that is so, so, so important. Okay, now that I'm done convincing you on why you really need to learn to be alone, I'm going to give you guys some things to do alone. I have two lists. I have indoors and I have some outdoors. I also have some tips for not feeling lonely, so we will get into that later. Starting off with my list of things to do alone indoors. First of all, I have got Pilates. You can do Pilates either at home or in the gym or there are some like Pilates places. I don't really know what they're called. Pilates studios, yes. So you could definitely go hit up a Pilates studio, get a little membership there. These tend to be a little bit pricey as of right now, or at least in the city that I live in, which is Vancouver. They're not the cheapest. I think that they're relatively affordable, but they're not the cheapest. So if you don't want to spend that money, or if you just are too lazy to go out, you can just do Pilates at your home. There are plenty of YouTube videos online. Last year, when I would wake up at like 6am, I would just do Pilates in the comfort of my own house. Like I just would like pull up below YouTube video, 20 minutes Pilates, like beginner or intermediate, whatever. And I would just do Pilates in my house every single morning and it was great. So number one on the list of things that you can do alone indoors is Pilates. Number two on the list is puzzle pieces. I know that this one sounds a little bit childish, but if you are alone, what better way to spend your time than to get working on a little puzzle? I feel like dedicating time to have fun is really, really, really important and especially making your alone time enjoyable is so important for falling more in love with yourself and getting more in tune with your emotions. If you're always forcing yourself to do stuff that you don't like when you're alone, you will start to hate being alone because you will associate being alone with doing stuff that you do not like at all. So maybe you could try doing an online puzzle or you could just go buy some puzzles on Amazon or something. I think they're like $20 or like $30, $40-ish. I personally am not the best at puzzles, so if you're anything like me and you either don't really like puzzles or you're not that good at it or you just don't enjoy it very much, you can try playing chess online. I feel like this is for people who sort of want to exercise their brain a little bit because playing chess requires more like thinking than Pilates or doing a puzzle piece. Playing chess online with an opponent or just playing with AI, AI is so smart. Don't play with AI, play with like a real person. But I feel like this is really fun, it's really cool, and it really gets you thinking. And I feel like this is good when you have longer periods of time because a game of chess could go on for like 20, 30-ish minutes or like you could just play like a couple rounds of chess. You could even hit up your friend to play chess with you online, but since we're talking about things to do alone, you can play chess alone totally if you want to. You can call up a friend if you want to, but playing chess alone is definitely something that you can do online. With the current internet and with like chat GPT and stuff, I do not want you to say to me, Ivory, I don't know how to play chess alone. I don't know, like I can't do chess alone. Chess is a two-player game. I know, chess is a two-player game, so find someone to play online or play against an AI. We are not in the 1950s anymore, and there are plenty, plenty, plenty of ways to have fun alone. Which brings me on to journaling. If you are trying to get more in tune with your feelings, or if you're a little spiritual girly like I am, journaling is a perfect way to have some downtime alone. I feel that I can only really journal alone, and journaling is something that sort of has to be done alone, because if you're with other people, you can't really express your thoughts that freely, if you get what I mean. 
if you're journaling, you can just be writing like a little diary about your day. You can be writing love letters to your crush. You could be working on some shadow work and healing your inner child. You could be scripting, manifestation, blah, blah, blah. Journaling is definitely a way to relax and something that is really, really, really good for you to do alone. Okay, next up, I have watching Netflix. This isn't as healthy, but let's just be real. I watch Netflix all the time. There are plenty of good shows on there that are sort of like a no-brainer, or there are some shows that like require you to use your brain, whatever one you like. Watching Netflix is something that is just pure joy and fun and perfect for you to do alone. You don't need to wait for someone else. You don't need to wait for someone to like get started on the next episode. They won't spoil anything for you. And you don't have to watch shows that you don't like because watching shows that you don't like are going to get so boring and they're going to be torture. So if you really, really, really want to relax and you don't want to do any of the things that I just said earlier, watching Netflix is something that you can definitely do because it can be so relaxing. It can be just like no-brainer, like I said before. You could also watch, I think, like Crave or something because some shows are not on Netflix. And if you're not really into that, I guess you could watch YouTube or TikTok. But I don't think that TikTok is as healthy as YouTube. TikTok sort of like gets you sucked into it a little bit because TikTok just like keeps on like pushing you videos. So you're like mindlessly scrolling, if that makes sense. And for Netflix and YouTube, it's slightly better. No, Netflix... I don't know. Is it slightly better? I feel like YouTube is the healthiest out of all three. YouTube over Netflix over TikTok. YouTube is like more educational or fun content that you are consciously taking in. And then Netflix is more of like just like pure fun. But I feel like, I don't know. I can't be dissing on TikTok this much because I post on TikTok and I watch TikTok. But I'm just saying, if you're alone and you want to do something interesting, just watch Netflix or watch YouTube. Okay, moving on, something else that you can do when you are alone is planning for the future. I honestly think I need to slow down because I'm talking way too fast right now. I am out of breath. Okay, planning for the future. This one is actually one of my personal favorites because planning for the future gets me super duper duper excited. It gets me pumped. I will just plan things and be a little bit delusional and be like, I want to live here next year. I want to have like this kind of house. I want to be doing this, this, that, that. And just like planning for the future makes me so happy. It also gets me to see the bigger picture more so that I'm not too focused on everything that's wrong currently in my life and I can see the bigger picture. But if you are really anxious when you think about the future, then I think that planning for the future might not be a good idea. Okay, I forgot to mention this, but only do the things that I list out if you actually do enjoy doing them. You do not need to force yourself to do anything that you don't want to do or just like try something just because I said so if you know you're not going to enjoy it. Maybe if you are not sure if you're going to enjoy it or not, try planning for the future and if it makes you feel terrible, then stop immediately and do something else. If it makes you feel excited, then maybe you should continue planning for the future. You can do this by like, like I said earlier, journaling, or you could just find some Pinterest inspo and make a little vision board. You can, I don't know, you can just lay in bed and think of fake scenarios of the future. You can write a love letter to your future wife or husband. I feel like this is just very fun. So planning for the future is something that you should definitely give it a try. 
Okay, next up we have going to the gym or working out. I feel like this is a little bit different from Pilates. This is something that everyone can do or if you want to just for fun. I feel like we need to look at working out from a perspective of this is so fun. This is making me healthier rather than, oh, I have to work out because I want to lose weight. That is such an unhealthy mindset. I'm not here to promote that at all. I only want you guys to work out or to do some exercises if you enjoy them and if you think that it's good for your health and if you think that it is fun. Discipline and pushing yourself a little bit, I totally, totally agree with, but forcing yourself to do stuff or making yourself uncomfortable or just setting really toxic beauty standards is just not it. We are totally against that. So do not think that you have to go to the gym. If you're not really into that, then you can totally move on to the next one, which is dance around in your house. I do this all the time. I do this whenever I get the chance to, especially at night if I'm like hyper, I'm just like dancing around my house, playing my little music. I watched a video on like feminine energy or something and I think it said dancing freely really puts you in a relaxing state of feminine energies. So if you're into that, maybe you can try dancing around your house. I feel that this is something that more needs to be done alone because a lot of people are not really comfortable dancing in front of other people. Like for me personally, I I would say I'm okay because I am an extrovert. I'm also a YouTuber, so I'm not that shy. But dancing around in your house definitely hits differently than dancing at like a party because when you're alone, you can really like show off all of your moves without fearing that you're going to get judged or fearing what other people are going to think of you. So if you don't want to work out, then dancing around in your own house is something that is totally fun, that will also give you the same effect, that will give you a little serotonin boost, and I don't know, it's just so fun. You should definitely try this sometime if you haven't already, and I swear you will most likely not regret trying dancing around in your own house alone. Okay, I have about three more things on the list of things to do indoors when you're alone, and another one that I have is make a drink at home. It doesn't need to be alcoholic. I personally like to make my own matchas or experiment a little bit around like bubble tea because I love bubble tea so much. I will experiment and try like Starbucks drinks or try to make like different flavor boba. Making a little drink at home is something that is affordable, easy, and just very stress-free, I'd say. Because personally, I don't know if this is for everyone, but baking or like making a meal sometimes gives me low-key anxiety because I don't really like to follow recipes. I'm not like a recipe type of girl. So baking sometimes makes me really anxious or sometimes the food just turns out all yucky or like making a meal. Like these stuff just make me generally anxious. So I would say making a drink at home is something that is very chill. Even if it doesn't taste good, it's not the end of the world. And I just feel like drinks are so fun to experiment with. If you add alcohol or if you don't, if you're of age, then sure. But making your own little drink at home and even throwing on a little bit of a playlist and dancing around while you do it, making sure that you don't spill your drink and you don't break any glassware is something that is really therapeutic, at least for me. Next up on the list, we have playing video games. I am not much of a video game girly myself, but I feel like if you want to do something, if you want to do something fun, then maybe consider playing video games. I personally cannot give you any recommendations, so you'll have to go on TikTok or go on Google or just go on the App Store and just like search some video games. But there are definitely tons of video games that you can play with like yourself. You don't need anybody else to play with you. And if you think that that interests you, then you should totally, totally, totally give it a try. 
The very last thing that we have on our list of things that you can do alone indoors is playing with your pet. Now, if you don't have a pet, this is your sign to get a pet. I'm actually kidding. Please do not get a pet if you're not ready because especially like cats or dogs, they need so much care. I am a dog owner of like a year. I've been a dog owner for almost a year, so I know that they need so much care. I feel like animals are the most heartwarming thing on the planet ever, but please treat them with kindness and do not get a pet and neglect them because just because you're not bored anymore. Regardless, if you do have a pet, playing with your pet is something that is super duper duper just like comforting and it releases stress and it's just, it's just like pure joy to me. I love to take my dogs on walks and listen to a podcast, listen to music, or just play with her in the house generally when I see that she's happy and when I feel like we're connecting, it just, it makes me really, really, really happy. It also does make you feel less alone, which I will get into because I now have some tips for not feeling lonely. I only have four tips written out, but I feel like these tips are like very, very like general and works for everyone. Number one tip for not feeling lonely is to listen to music. If you're happy, if you're vibing, if you've got your headphones on, you won't even notice that you're alone. If you get tired of music, you can always do tip number two, which is listen to a podcast. Now, I don't know if you're alone right now, but thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I love you guys so much. You can definitely listen to some other podcasts too. I don't have that many recommendations because I have been slacking on listening to podcasts lately, but you can definitely find some on true crime, on self-improvement, on manifestation, on literally anything. So if you're here right now, I think that you might be a podcast lover. So listening to podcasts is definitely not a bad idea. Also, hearing someone speak in the background, I feel like it makes life a lot more comforting and it feels like you're not as alone as you are because you hear voices, you hear someone speaking. Even if you're just playing it in the background as you're like cleaning your kitchen, it just makes your day a lot better and it feels like you're actually having a little conversation with someone. Okay, moving on. Number three tip for not feeling lonely is to get a pet. And like I mentioned a little bit earlier, getting a pet means that you have to take full responsibility. So definitely think twice before you commit to a pet because you don't want to be selfish and just have your pet for your very own needs and not take care of its needs. But if you think that you are definitely ready and you can give an animal the proper love and care it needs, then you go girl, get a pet, get a dog, get a cat. I'm personally more of a dog person, but cats are also very cute. If you really have the money and the backyard, you could get a horse, you could get a rabbit, you could get a giraffe. I don't know if you're allowed to own one though. Are you? I don't know. I'm going to Google it later because that is not very relevant to whatever we're talking about. Another tip, which is the last tip that I have for not feeling lonely, is to do things that you love rather than hate. Especially if you don't like being alone, doing things that you love while being alone will associate being alone with a more positive experience so that you feel more happy when you're alone and your brain tells you, okay, I can be alone because being alone means that I get to do the things I love. And okay, yeah, these were just a few tips for not feeling too lonely when you are alone. Now, moving on to the list, I have some outdoor activities for you to do when you are alone. Number one for the outdoors activity is to take your dog on a walk. If you don't have a dog, you can just take yourself on a walk. You can walk alone. Make sure that it is during a safe neighborhood, maybe in the daytime, because I'm not sure where you guys live and I definitely don't want you to be getting into any kind of trouble because that is not fun at all. Especially if you're alone and especially if you are a girl, please stick to a very safe neighborhood and please be alert at all times, even if you're listening to music. If walking is not your style or you want to try something new, you can bike around the neighborhood. If you live in a small town, I guess biking around would be a lot better. 
comparing to if you were to live in like downtown of like a huge city or like New York. Something else that you can try is going grocery shopping alone. I feel like the things that I've been listing right now are things that are relatively more easier to do alone. Going grocery shopping alone is something that I feel like people do very often and going grocery shopping alone is totally normal so you don't need to be scared of people just like looking at you in a weird way because everyone goes grocery shopping alone i think and nobody is gonna judge you for like whatever you're doing in the grocery store as long as you're not doing something bad going grocery shopping alone also means that you can just work at your own pace and you don't really need to worry about anyone else Next up is getting your nails done. I get my nails done alone all the time. You can go to a salon. You can make the nail people come to your house, but I think you have to pay extra for that. There are nail services where they come to your house to do your nails. If you are not really into nails or if you already have your nails done, you can go try out a spa. Going to a spa alone is also very common and you can fully, fully, fully relax without having someone that wants to talk to you constantly. Something else that you can do that I think isn't that hard is going to a cafe alone. Going to a cafe alone is definitely harder than some of the things that I've listed out above. But if you're ready to really step out of your comfort zone, I feel like bringing a book and going to the cafe alone is something that is really nice. It's really peaceful. It's really pretty. You can people watch. You can do a ton of things. If you don't really want other people to be looking at you, you can also try studying at like your local Starbucks or just at like a cute little coffee shop because people go there to work and study all the time. So you will definitely be fitting in with the crowd and you won't have to worry about social anxiety. Next up, we are moving on to some more challenging things that you can do outside alone. And we have go shopping alone. Going shopping alone means that you can shop faster, you can shop easier, you don't have to wait for anyone. This definitely is a little bit harder than the ones that I've listed before, but if you are interested or if you really like shopping or if you just want to save some time, going shopping alone is something that you should definitely try out. Another thing that you can try to do alone if you are really into having fun is going to an amusement park alone. Now, I have heard that going to these parks alone, you get a single lane pass or something and you can just go on rides that need like one more person. So I guess that gets you in rides faster. And also you can play the same ride as many times as you want and you don't need to wait for anyone else. You don't need to see if they're feeling okay. This is especially good if you're an adrenaline junkie because most of your friends cannot handle going on one roller coaster 10 times. So if you want to go on one roller coaster multiple times, then going to an amusement park alone is something that you should definitely try out. Next up, we have got going to a movie alone. Going to a movie alone, I have actually tried this. It's actually not that bad. It wasn't like super good or super comfortable, but going to a movie alone isn't that bad because the lights are off, nobody can see you, nobody is going to judge you. And you can actually just laugh about stuff and not be afraid that it's awkward because you're alone. Who cares? You don't know anyone else at the theater. (laughs) And you don't have to share your popcorn with anyone, which is also a bonus. A few more things that are a bit more advanced is going to the beach alone. You can bring a book, you can bring your pet, or you can just bring absolutely nothing and just like lie down and like give yourself a little tan. If you are going alone, be sure that nobody is going to steal your stuff because nobody's going to watch out for you. So you need to make sure that people aren't going to steal your things. You could always go to a party alone, but make sure that you're going to a party that you trust and it's not just in some random person's house that you don't even know. Make sure that you are comfortable and you are setting boundaries and you're saying no to doing things that you don't want to do. But going to a party alone is definitely a really good way to make more friends and to socialize because 
If you constantly attend parties with your friends, then you're essentially only socializing with your friends and you don't really have like the space and opportunity to socialize with other people that you don't even know. And also you can leave as early as you want and you can stay as late as you want because you don't have to keep someone else company and you don't have to see if they want to go home or if they want to stay and it's just very convenient for you to go to parties alone. If you are more into the artsy, quiet vibe, then I would suggest to go to an art gallery alone. I personally don't think I've ever done this because I want my art gallery pictures. So I always go with my friends, but if you have a tripod or if you're just there to look at the art, then going to an art gallery alone is something that is really fun. If you really want to take things up to the next level, you can go eat at a restaurant alone. Bonus points if you bring a little like notepad and just pretend that you're like a restaurant critic because they give you so much better service. I have not tried this out, but I heard that it works. If you really, really, really are feeling super duper duper comfortable, you can try solo travel. Now, I have never, ever, ever solo traveled in my life before, so I cannot say if it is good or bad. I'm a teenager, I'm 16 years old, but I feel like solo travel is a really good way to explore and to actually get to know yourself. So if you are thinking about solo traveling, definitely do some research, go to safer areas and be mindful because you are traveling alone and you need to make sure that you are safe. It is your number one priority. But yeah, that is just everything that I have that you can try to do outdoors alone. I really suggest you guys to try one or two or three or all of them if you really want to. If you're just starting out or if you're not too comfortable, you can try the things that I said at the beginning of the list, which is like biking around the neighborhood or going to a spa or going grocery shopping. These things are more low-key and these things are just like better and these things will make you fit in with the crowd because everyone goes grocery shopping alone. But before I end off this episode, I think that it is very important to know where to draw the line. First of all, I do not want any of you guys locking yourself in your room and just like being very depressed and not seeing anybody because that is honestly very unhealthy. I also don't want you to be alone if you have just gone through a breakup or a loss because I feel like especially in times like these, it is really important to have good support around you to make sure that you feel better and to make sure that you're doing okay. I also don't want you to be alone if you are forcing yourself. Like never, ever, ever force yourself to do something that you do not want to do. I feel like everything in moderation is what we should be going for. Everything in moderation. So I hope that you liked this episode on how to be alone but not lonely. I certainly do hope that you will try out some of these tips. I hope that you got something out of this episode. I hope that it really helped you. The try this at home tip for the week is dance to a happy song alone. Or you can dance to rap songs. I don't care. Don't dance to a sad song though. Dance to a song alone and see how it feels. Dancing, especially alone, can release stress, boost your mood, put you more in your feminine energy. Dancing alone to a song can honestly make you so happy. So this is the Try This at Home for this week. And I really hope that you guys give it a try. And yeah, you can follow the podcast Instagram at pod on Instagram. You can check out my YouTube channel if you're interested in watching vlogs or like challenges or like lifestyle content. It is at Ivory Isabella, Ivory with two eyes. Once again, I really hope that you got something out of this episode and you can comment on the podcast Instagram for more episode ideas or stuff that you really want to hear. And until then, I love you guys so much and peace out. I'll see you next Sunday for another episode of the Be Real Podcast. Bye!